Welcome to What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Apodaca, and today we're talking Weezer's seventh album, Ratitude. Released on October 30th, 2009, Ratitude has gone on to be one of Weezer's more maligned albums. Uh, <laughs> uh, to discuss the album, I'm joined by a very special guest. She's an incredible improviser on the UCB Herald team, Yeti, and hosts the monthly improv reality game show, Are You The Two? It's Vic Michaelis! Oh, what an intro. Oh, <laughs> ha, yeah, I'd give my guests uh, great intros, especially, I mean, look, I've, I uh, I feel like every guest that I've had, I'm uh, I'm, I'm fond of, I'm a fan of. Uh, oh, boy, I don't think I'm a, I, I don't think I could be a bigger Vic Michaelis stan. Oh, stop. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> I stand Vic Michaelis. It's true. Um, Vic, how you doing today? I'm doing really well. I got to listen to a great... <laughs> <laughs> a great album. Okay, well, uh, that, yeah, we're going to get into that. This is, uh, of course, yeah, the Ratitude episode. So um, just a little, you, Vic's really helping me out here. Vic uh, came in last minute. I, have rec- I had recorded this episode. I had it in the can. I was really excited. Uh, and it turns out the can had a hole in it. A big old hole. Big old, but a big old hole in it. Uh, I was sitting... Uh, with friend of the show, Carl Tart, and uh, he uh, had some great takes, and the, uh, and the audio, completely gone. Just gone, and I couldn't make him say, I couldn't make him talk about this album for another hour. <laughs> he didn't it, want another minute no, to do it. this no, album. But, so we'll have him back, but uh, Vic, thank you so much for being here. This is a true godsend. Hey, you know what? The biggest thing I bring to the table is my availability, and I'll say that. Oh my lord. I will say that till the day I die. No. I can't offer a lot, but you know what I can offer? Living walking distance. Listen, Vic, books. Yeah. You'd be shocked how much uh, people call me in just because they know I'm going to be free. Well, Vic Books. Hashtag Vic Books. Hashtag Vic Books. Actually, that'd be a great hashtag hey. to get started. <laughs> I'd love that. So, uh, Vic, Vic's an incredible improviser. It was just on, uh, if you're listening to this the week it comes out, Game of Thrones, Improv for Humans. Check that out. Very good episode. Uh, just a little plug for work things that aren't related to this show. <laughs> Very uh, fun. Yeah, just fun stuff. Hey, you, there's always room for a, a plug for fun. Um, so I have to ask, I ask all my guests this. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to listening to this album, yeah. uh, where were you with Weezer? Where are you at with them in a general sense? I have always liked Weezer mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I, as I, I, you know, we uh, both have bonded a lot over our love yes. of punk music. Yes, that's right. Um, and the stuff that I like of theirs is like, I do like some of their like pop punky stuff that they have. Um, and then obviously like the classics, like sure. Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beverly that's Hills <laughs> uh, Chihuahua. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, what's that one? Uh, 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 Billy, no. I was going to say Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> that song, Billy Joel. You know Billy Joel? Yeah. Uh, Buddy Holly? Buddy Holly. Yes, yeah. But also, I do like Billy Joel. Hey. He's fine. He's, you know what? He's he he's a downtown guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's just in love with an uptown girl. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would say like, do I know their stuff intimately? Uh, no, but I know a lot more of their music than I can name yes. right now. Yeah. They, I feel like a lot of their songs are ubiquitous to a lot of people, even if you don't like necessarily like assign Weezer to it in your head. And also there are some songs that people are like, that's a Weezer song. And it absolutely is not. Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, if you had LimeWire in the like late 90s, early 2000s, you were downloading Teenage Dirtbag as yeah. Weezer. Not them. Not, th- not them at all. It was mislabeled on the site. Yeah, Weedus. Huh. So now we have another, like, what's that movie that everybody thinks that... Uh, oh, uh, is it Shazam? It, yeah. No, no, no. Well, Shazam's a new movie. Uh, I think... And, 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 and Kazam is a genie movie starring Shaq. But it's not someone that everybody thinks it's him. Yeah. Was so in. there's a there was a there, you know, or you know there was a uh, <laughs> people seem to remember a genie movie with Shaz- with uh, called I think it was going to be called this was called Shazam starring Sinbad. Yeah. No such movie exists. Look, if you have the internet though, and you you've seen that video of Sinbad doing the trailer for this movie, very funny. Yes. Very funny. And also, good. I'll say Sinbad, fucking rules. Yeah. I oh. I mean, he's not getting the credit he no, deserves. I think every time I've ever seen Sinbad pop up in anything, I've like howled with laughter. He, it's the facial expressions. He, I he's think. bringing a lot to it with his face. He's giving you that toot. Sinbad, we love you. We love you. You're earning every cent that you're making. Yeah, and but, I appreciate. And you. I don't say this to. I don't say this a lot, and I don't take this lightly. God bless. Do you mean that? I mean that. Holy smokes! That is. I've been friends with you for a while now. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that about God everybody. bless Sinbad. Oh, wow, okay. okay. May your light shine upon May him. May you rest in peace. Thank, yes. <laughs> I think rest in peace should be something you could say to people alive. Yeah, why not? Why not? Matt, I hope that when you go home tonight, you rest very peacefully. And I hope that you rest in peace as well. Thank you. Because guess what? Tossing and turning at night, not great. I don't sleep normally, and I feel like when people wish me yeah. a good sleep, I respect them more for it. It's a nice wish. More people, maybe if more people did it, you'd sleep better. Yeah, if that's like an intention in your head yeah. going into the nighttime. Yeah. Right. I well, I remember, you know, I remember somebody said, uh, "Sleep well," so I better, I better give it a try. Yeah, somebody's counting on me. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I have an accountability thing with somebody the next day. Guys, I slept good today. I don't remember <laughs> who said it, but I did it. But I did. Just want to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you haven't. Um. You you haven't done like a you're like a deep dive on Weezer. You haven't. I take it then you've never seen them live. You're a concert goer. Yes, I am. Um. Not as much as I used to be. Like, mm-hmm. there's not as much of a punk scene in Los Angeles. There really is, isn't. Mm-mm, which is where I'm seeing most of my shows. Like, I yeah. uh, lived in Toronto, and that was where I was seeing a lot. Um, and I had some friends who were in bands, yeah. and punk bands. Do you want to shout out some bands so people on Reddit can be like, I like those bands too. Can I be honest? Yeah. Uh, uh, Stuck Out Here is a band uh, that uh, uh, my husband, Brandon, uh-huh. uh, he's got a friend, Cam Laurie, who's in that band oh. uh, and a bunch of really great guys. And their stuff is awesome. Ooh, great. Um, and it was through them, like, we saw a lot of, like, early Pup. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I love Pup. Who were so you know great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're so good. Single Mothers, Modern Baseball. Oh, Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! And then you, I mean, you want to go a little more, a little more ska, uh, not ska anymore, but and yeah. he's kind of punky, you know, Jeff Rosenstock. Yes, he's great. yes, yes, Jeff Rosenstock, 
uh, has come up on the show, I think, or has at least come up in the. I had Chris Barron on the show, oh. uh, which was. Uh, oh, does he smell nice? He's great. Chris is a Chris is a friend. He's 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 lovely. I I'm love Chris. So jealous. Yeah, he was he was a great guest. We talked about the Red Album, which was actually uh, weirdly the last episode, the last regular episode of this show that we've done. Uh, so I did the Red Album, and then I did one of Rivers's um, solo records, mm. and then I took a week off because I got sick, and then I had Don't Stop or We'll Die on. So we this is a. And in in as many ways as Ratitude is uh, a reverse of form for Mm. Weezer, this episode is a return to form. So we're going, we're getting back to our roots. We're doing a a full on uh, album episode and I hope people are ready for it because it's tough. (laughs) Um, So with this, I I would say with this album for me, um, I, I remember, um, being very excited because they, I think they put, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to on their MySpace because MySpace was still on its like last legs of like people still using it. This came out, I said, in October 2009. So I was right out of high school. This was my, uh, well, the first October of, of uh, my college life. Oh, did it start you off well? Yeah, everyone remembers their first o- October after high school. And uh, well, this, I remember that that single had come out, it had been out for a few days when then I had seen them live. I saw them, uh, they were on uh, Blink 182's reunion tour. Oh, baby, what a so, show. Let me hit this lineup for you real quick. I'll start in descending order. So, Blink 182 headlined, obviously. Of course. Then Weezer. Great. Uh, great set. I remember they opened. With uh, they opened with a cover of War Pig, so they've been doing covers. They don't just do covers now. I was gonna say so weird. Um. Uh. Oh, who was it? Um. Uh. They play. They. Uh, I saw them with Gaslight Anthem a few years ago. Uh. Uh. They had on Boys and Girls. Why uh, am I blanking? Good Charlotte. No. No. That's gross. I don't like boys. No. Mm. Um. Everyone's like. This is the band. Yeah, I can't think I of mean, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're great. But anyways, uh, uh, they did a bunch of covers, and I was like, really? what? Covers what are, are hot right now. Yeah. Covers are hot. They were really mad the crowd was not into it, and they were yelling at us, and I felt very attacked as an audience member. I, I think, fine. here's, here's, a, uh, I, I'm two ways on this, because I've seen, I've, I've stood up for Rivers uh, when I saw, like, at a, I saw him at a solo show, or he did some covers, and he did some new stuff, but he also blessed us with deep cuts and, like, some oldies, not oldies, um, just some of the old songs, yeah. and people were not there for the new stuff, and I said, you know, if you're, you're in a small space, too, with one guy doing just doing what he wants to do mm-hmm. and he's giving you what you want and then he's doing something for him you got to show up for him too yeah absolutely. you can't just hear he's not there for you it's 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 a two-way street a live show isn't that so weird that yeah. i do think that that's an only it's only a thing for like uh for music and musicians because it is one of those things where like look at musical theater you put on the same place over and over and over again yes. and people you know they love it yeah they absolutely love it they but go as soon as, nuts yeah absolutely insane yeah they love it but anytime it's and it's it's you know bands that we love we're like hey i love this song that this person did i'm gonna do a cover of it unless you've really reinvented the wheel with it yes. people get upset they're like it's not 
like, well, ugh. Well, I mean, we're going to do a whole episode about the Teal album, so don't worry about <laughs> it. But so it was Blink-182. Oh, yeah. So they opened with, uh, Weezer opened with a cover of War Pigs, and they closed with Should I Stay or Should I Go, which is fun. Um, That's a fun song. That's an energy yeah. pleaser. Uh, and then I remember the last thing we saw in their set was, uh, if you remember uh, the viral video, Piano Cat. Uh, yep. They ended. They the la- that was the last thing we saw. He was just kind of just doing his little. It was just the video. It wasn't. They didn't put a slant on it or anything. They just played. Yeah, they a, ended. They just played it on the screen, like on one of their phones. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't even a new video at the time. It was like it had been out. Um, but I remember. I uh, oh, and then uh, Taking Back Sunday was before Weezer, and then uh, Asher Roth. Asher Roth opened the oh, show. Oh, I. Love college. <laughs> I love drinking. Yes. I love. Does he say women? women. He says well, he loves women. And then, just in case you forgot, man, I love college. I love college. Yes. Yeah. He. You know what? Uh, not a lot of uh, collegiate rappers out there these days. Not no one. No. I mean, Kanye West, uh, frankly, was a dropout. Yeah. Yeah. Not to compare the two directly, but, no, but one it, went and one didn't. At that time, we had like LMFAO that was very like college. People were party rocking in the house tonight. Yes, yes, yes. We had Mac Miller who was doing like Donald yes. Trump at the time. Yes. I mean, I agree. It was a good time for uh, white collar college boy. Yes. Graduation rap. cap wearing. Yeah. Diploma holding. Yeah. Yeah. Keg stand doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. See, college is many things. College is many, many douchey things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Graduation camps are so Did douchey. you go to college? I did. Mm. Ooh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't love it. I wish I didn't. I truly wish I didn't go. It I was went, a nightmare. I did two. I did like a... I did a, a solid year and a half, and then yeah. I tried online for a year. I did. I mean, I guess I was on the five-year track. I was there uh, from... T- 2009 to 2014. Okay. Uh, I have a degree in English and a, uh, uh, what is that, a minor in um, communications, which is crazy because I say oh, um so often. <laughs> um, but it it is those, that combination of degree is definitely just something they print out. How they give, interesting. They, they give those out just like no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and I went just, I mean, I think... Paul F. Tompkins had this joke, I think, where he was like, I, I only went to college, so I didn't get yelled at. Like, Because I truly also felt the exact same way. I was like, I I'm not going to get yelled at. love that. Yeah. And what an excellent cover of a good joke you just did. Nobody does joke covers. No, uh, except and I for think, Dane Cook. And people are mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> Dane Cook. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> the person whose joke he covered, uh, Dane could keep it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's Dane's now. And you know what, Dane? Also, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Uh, has only ever been very nice to me, but... Uh, friend of the pod? Friend, oh, you know what? No. <laughs> Can't say that. I met him at the improv when I worked there, uh, and uh, every time I saw him, he was always chill, but there are mm-hmm. some things that he does that I don't like. We don't love his 18-year-old girlfriend? Nope. I, well, you know what? She seems great. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Probably better off. Just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Oh boy, I'm gonna get dragged on Twitter. 
<laughs> oh, you love it. He's smiling so big right now. Guys, I swear to God, don't tag Dane. Oh, tag Dane. No, I... <laughs> no! Hashtag Dane Books. No, no! Ah, oh, Dane Books. Um, he needs it too, so... Yeah. Well, he does. I'm sorry, Dane. But, uh, so at at this show, they premiered, you know, the live, uh, you know, they performed live, uh, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to, and the song had been out, mind you, only a few days, mm-hmm. and my friends that I was with, who were more excited to see uh, Blink-182, of course, I also was very excited to see Blink-182, but this was actually my first time seeing Weezer. I had never seen Weezer prior to this, so this is really? the first time I ever saw them live, as ever. A, as a part of this concert, like when you knew you were going to see Blink-182, we were yes. like, oh, Excellent. Weezer is also playing. Yes, because uh, the tour was alternating um, between Weezer and Fallout Boy. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, look, either way would have been very stoked. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's 2009. It's 2009. What what Fallout Boy song was out right there? Was that Infinity on High or was that album out? Probably was that one. Maybe Folly Ado is uh, is out at this time. Sure. Uh, so we're getting a little thanks when it was thanks for the memories. Who cares? Um, but I, you know, I I was I was so excited that Weezer uh, was, was on there because I mean Blink One Eight Two is just another one of my favorite bands. But the fact that my favorite band of all time is opening for another favorite band of mine, huge. Great. My friends are making fun of me because I knew all the words to this new song, and I was just like, guys, what I had I. I, I I learned it. I just learned it. It's a good song, and they were not as stoked about it because they were just like, whatever, but I was I was singing along. I was dancing. I was having a great time at this concert. This song is a song that I had forgotten until I was listening to it two and a half hours ago yeah. <laughs> that I knew, and yes. I knew because I knew the music video. Oh, yes. Odette. Odette? Uh, what's her face? I can't remember what her name is, but I was in love with her, and I loved that video. What? Oh, Odette Yustman. Yes. What is she from? She did like a bunch of stuff like in like the the late Odette. Is it aughts? Let's she see. did like a lot of horror movies. Oh, she was I mean, she was on House. She was in Cloverfield. She was on the ABC drama series October Road. Yeah. Sup- uh, and uh is currently on Supergirl. But let's see her other ah. credits. She's in Walk Hard. She was uh, in, oh, in the Unborn Operation Endgame mm-hmm. in the film, well, yikes, group sex. Ooh, uh, baby. Hey, but you know what? Not yikes. More like Sykes. Um <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. Hey, wow. I knew we were going to bring it back around Wow, who that. knew that that would be coming back up? Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She couldn't make the first one. No, she's honestly not in the first mm-hmm. one. Not they even needed a ringer it. for those second. No, but they the, knew they the, struck gold in two, so they had to bring her back for yeah. three. Well, it, I mean, it was is the trilogy that everyone's been waiting for. Yeah, well, congrats, Odette. Uh, thank you for your for your works. Um, but I was so in love with her, and yes. I was like, I have seen this music video on several occasions. Yes, and then listening back to it, I was like, I immediately also was like, oh, I know all the words to this song. I feel like <laughs> it's it, a catchy little tune. It's so catchy, and it hits that like perfect place of like when I was a thirteen year old boy. Yes, I feel like <laughs> you know what I mean. There's that line that uh, hold on. I, Oh, God, I wrote it. Well, how about (laughs) I want to hear these lines, but we're going to go track by track in just a second. I don't want to. I love. Look, guys, listeners, Vic took notes. Don't tell people. She has note cards in front of her. (laughs) She took notes for every song. I'm sorry. I think it's great. 
I feel like such a bad guy. No, it's 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 very good. Uh, everyone who comes on this show does the bare minimum of listening to the album, but you're the first guest who's gone the extra mile. As and I, was, I appreciate as that. I was saying to you, yes. coming from that kind of like I like punk, I love musical theater, yes. lyric driven stuff is what really hits me. And yeah. so it's like the lines that stick with me and color my vision of a song. Yes. Well, <laughs> my 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 immediate thought right now is that you love punk, you hate college, but you love homework? Oh god. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um how about uh, before we get into these songs, because we we got a lot to say about them. I have some facts about the album that I would like to read for you to see what you what your thoughts are about this. The album is called Ratitude, right? So here's oh yeah, here's our facts. I don't have like a segment for it. I don't have no, like that, a thing that I normally I say. Mean, facts feels like a segment. Do you want a theme song? Sure. Facts. Hey, there we go. Great. <laughs> That's it. If uh, I don't hear this in every subsequent episode. <laughs> I'm going to be really upset. I'll isolate it. Uh, <laughs> um, so the the album's name is Ratitude. And so you hear that album name and you're like, wow, like they really must have really thought long and hard. How could they have cracked the code on this bad boy? Yeah. Uh, well, how about if, what if I told you that Rain Wilson, Dwight no. from The Office, was in studio one no. day and suggested it. And they said, hell yeah. Can I say something that's going to sound mean? And is kind of mean. Sure. It doesn't shock me that Rain Wilson was a huge inspiration for this album. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, as the kids say, the tea. That's the tea. Now that you're saying it, the kids are no longer. Well, the kids it. are saying it, and I thought I heard some kids saying it, and uh, I'm saying it too now. That's the tea. I think the they tea. were saying it in shock that you were still using it. They were like, Matt says that's the tea. And that's the, the tea. tea. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, this album has a dumb name. The album cover uh, is a dog that's jumping in a, I'll say, I'll admit, a funny way. Yeah. Uh, the dog is funny. Uh, um, it's in like pooping stance in midair. Yeah, like it got so scared by its poop that it jumped up. It jumped. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it scared itself. And uh, it... This this photo was from a National Geographic submission uh, for, uh, let's see, uh, oh. the, the, the magazine sponsors a reader-submitted photo contest in each issue. Uh, nominees are selected by a photo editor and the featured on the website for open voting. And then uh, Rivers saw this dog photo <laughs> and loved it. So Rivers is somebody who's looking at the photos on nationalgeographic.com. He's I, online. I like that he likes being involved in every aspect of it. Yes. Yeah. He's got that his does hands. Make me happy. He's got his hands in uh, the entire operation. He's making the he's he's kneading the dough. He's uh, you know he's he's sprinkling that powdered sugar on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing the whole thing. I guess okay, flour would come hold first. On. Yeah. He's not. Look, I'm not a what baker. What are you making that you're kneading the dough and then also putting powdered sugar on top of yeah, it? Yeah, uh, powdered sugar dough. Okay. I guess. A croissant, maybe you hmm. need a little bit. No, it's a sweet bread. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, they're not baking it; he's just eating it after. Oh, eating the Rodell? Yeah, mm, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on this album, uh, they 
there's co-writers on 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 some of the songs, which is the first time they've ever done this. It's usually um, Rivers and another bandmate. Uh, we got Lil Wayne on this band. Well, right? we got Lil Wayne on this. We have a song co-written by um, by by Tyson Ritter and Nick Wheeler of All American Rejects. Um, we have. Uh, I think four producers on this thing. We have Butch Walker, who also co-wrote a couple of songs. You have uh, Jermaine Dupree, Jackknife Lee, and uh, and Dr. Luke, who is uh, canceled. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a bad, bad man. Um, and so that's an, that's a kind of a first for this uh, for this group too. That they usually work with like one producer, but this one. They really actually, yeah, they have, yeah, Dr. Luke, Jackknife Lee, uh, Polo to Don for the uh, uh, Can't Stop Partying. Uh, and then, you I, know, Rivers is also credited as a, as a producer on this thing. Uh, and I'll, I'm, I'm content in calling it a thing. Yeah, I think this is one of those albums where I bet that they had a really fun time making it. And then I would when, hope so. It was like a big party making it, and they're like, people are going to love this. This is so – like, I feel like I yeah. I have stuff like that where I'm like, this is so funny. Like, we're laughing so hard as we're making this, and it's great. And then we put it out there, and we're like, oh, no. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, – you, you know, like, when you have – like, you're having so much fun with your friends, and you're – like your parents don't know you're supposed to be having this fun or you're not, you're not supposed to be having this fun, but your parents don't know. And then your parents find out and they're like, what did you do? And like, we made a mess. Yeah. Like why? Like we, cause we were just playing outside. And like, then they and make then, you eat all the raw dough. They yeah. Then, yeah, the yeah you gotta, it. yeah. Gotta lick off the sugar and eat the dough. Um, but, uh, you have to lick the sugar off first. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the parents were normal. Okay. Their parents are weird. Wacky, wacky parents. They got some wacky parents. Um, and then, yeah, you have, you also have um, uh, Josh Fries, who is a session uh, musician, uh, mm. a great drummer, uh, as the drummer on most of this album. And Pat, their drummer, is playing guitar instead of Rivers. Why? You know what? <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange. This, I mean, it truly is them being like, you know, it'd be hilarious. Uh, you play drums, and yeah. uh, uh, oh, oh, I, uh, I have a saxophone, and yeah. uh, 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 we'll sit on the ground. And then you from this other band, I'll be in your band, and then you be in here. Uh, it's uh, it's and a, we'll just see how long it takes people to notice. Yeah. Um. Who knows, Little Wayne? Uh, oh boy. It's not even. And here's well, we'll get to it. Uh, but I mean, this, yeah, this album. I, it's tough because we're in it. We're at an interesting spot in the Weezer chronology right now because we are at a what I would say is a dip. Sure. So um, obviously, uh, just to catch you up because uh, you haven't, yeah, you and for no reason should you uh, have to. Uh, I mean, if you're inspired to do so, why not? But um, my goal for this show is that everybody goes and tries a good Weezer. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Try a good Weezer. Uh, so Blue Album Pinkerton, obviously very uh, highly regarded. Those are the great albums. That's the one I'm the most familiar yes. with. Uh, people are sort of, you know, on and off about the Green Album. I think the Green Album is very good. Uh, it's very simple sounding. Uh, it's not too crazy. Then you have Maladroit, which absolutely slaps. Used to be regarded um, as uh, underrated. But if it's everyone's saying it's underrated, that means 
it slaps. Um, it's good. Uh, Make Believe has Beverly Hills on it, and that one is sort of like, I think, underrated. There are more gems on that than people give credit for because they write off. Sure. Um, uh, they write off Beverly Hills. Red is sort of like 70%. It's like fine. It's like pretty good. Uh, I feel like the best case scenario is that your album is well received and is actually a good album. Yes. Your second base case scenario is that the album is not super well received, but everybody views it as an album that should have been better received. Right? Yeah. So those first four pretty good, and then well, and then even the the make believe in red, I think are good. There's like there's just some things on it. We're like that one doesn't really work, but that's okay. Right. Not every song is gonna work. Um, right now, so we're post red. Mm-hmm. We're in. We're in a we're in a dark phase, and uh, it's gonna take them uh, between now and uh, this album, the next one, and then the one after that is a is a compilation release that they put out to get off of their contract with Geffen, oh and then they're gonna start bringing it back. So we are right now in the thick of the valley of the shadow of death, my friend. Yes, yeah, and then. A phoenix will rise from their ashes. Okay. Uh, but before we even, we're not even at that album. We're not even, we're not even discussing that. We're discussing Ratitude. And before we get into Ratitude, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back and we're ready to, so what happened oh, there? I'm crying. Oh no, my God. Uh... Vic and I locked eyes and stared during the break for seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes, uh, and it was it was it was a long time. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Vic. So, are we ready to break down Ratitude? Oh boy, I've been trying to do it since I got in here, <laughs> so I can't wait. Yeah, you brought your. Your your you brought your you brought your notes. Yes, I've been twisting them. So I'm nervous. <laughs> Oops, to I accidentally raised the volume to a maximum amount. Ooh, baby. Uh, yeah. too high. Uh, so how about we why don't we just play this first track? If you're wondering, you know it's a parenthetical. How about that? Which it's I don't think they've done before. Tongue twister. Parentheses, if you're wondering if I want you to, and parentheses, I want, I want you, you to. to. Fun. Immediately fun. Oh, listen to this. Yes. Um, I have some little facts about each one. Uh, how about I? How about I read what Rivers has to say about this song? Uh, he says uh, it's kind of a true story inspired by a situation with the woman who ended up becoming my wife eventually. Wow. I don't. Uh, I don't want to go into too many details because it's kind of personal. He brought it up. Uh, but yeah, it's just about that awkward moment when you like somebody but you're not sure they like you back, and you're not sure if you should make the move, and kind of hoping that they would make the move. So a very literal, literal uh, interpretation of uh, a true story. Yeah. They turned into a song. How interesting yeah. to hear that. Because, I mean, like, I get that from the chorus, but I don't necessarily get that from all of the verses. The verses are very relatable, yes. I think. But in this one specifically, like, because they've got that line that's like, uh, I took you to Best Buy and you took me home to meet your mom and dad. Yes. And for that, uh, it feels more like they're playing around and the woman in this situation is a lot more is serious doing, is, Yeah, that's it. very interesting. Uh, this lyric, uh, according to Brian Bell, is a reference to uh, the naked gun from the files of the police squad. Because uh, uh, they, they go see, in that movie, they go see a movie, uh, 
and leave the theater cracking up. And the movie they saw was Platoon. Whoa. I haven't seen Platoon. Let me tell you something, Vic. (laughs) It's not funny. It's a war movie. Oh, great. So they're sadists. Well, they're freaking sick and twisted in that world. I don't even want to get into it. Leslie Nielsen's farting around and all sorts of stuff. Leslie Uh, Nielsen, I think he got canceled too, didn't he? Well, he got canceled by life. He's dead. Oh, right. (laughs) Uh... But did you have any? Did you have any little notes you wanted to get out there? I mean, that was the big one. That was the big one for that one. Truly, I mean, like, what a jam! I I do really like that song, and I think like, I feel like everybody at some point in their life is like that. Yeah, horny fourteen year old boy. <laughs> yes, I think so. And um, maybe for Rivers and Weezer, they've been that for too long. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, one of the uh, uh, for this song, the reception has been mixed both by fans and critics. Hmm. Uh, opinions of uh, fans range from this is the best post Pinkerton single to worst single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great, great. Really, uh, uh, just kind of both ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, this is a sort of a dated note because they've had now many albums come out since then. Uh, but I really like this song. I think it really works as a. Uh, a single. I'm kind of bummed that it is uh, track one, uh, only because um, it's such a high point that you kind of wish it was coming a little later. Uh, but uh, yeah. this song gave me hope for the rest of the album. Like I kept going through as like as we were going from song to song, and I was like, "Oh, great! Well, if we started there, there's got to be like a." like another tent pole somewhere. So yeah. I kept listening through the album being like, great, I'm I'm going to find that other tent pole. Yes. And I'm not going to say whether or not I found it Whoa, yet. Whoa, interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, then why don't we get into uh, the next track? Maybe this is it. I'm Your Daddy. Oh, boy. I thought tonight like every other night I'd party with my friends Yeah, um... I I sort of feel bad that I don't love this song. Uh, one, I mean, it does suck out loud. Um, but uh, I'll get here. I have a little context that half makes it sweet and sort of removes the the implied context of this song. Sure. Uh, I was in the hospital with my two-year-old daughter. She was really sick, and I'd been there for five days, and she wasn't getting better. I was so worried, so I snuck off for a minute and started to write a song, and the first t- the line I wrote was, you're my baby tonight, and I'm your daddy. I just wanted to say something to cheer her up or make her, no. make her feel better. So that's where the song came from. So No. That's not present in the song. No. That is not where that came from. What? That's what he said. Are you serious? There's a line in there. What is it? That it's like, I'm on... I'm on fire like you're you put me on fire or something like I that. I can't remember what he on. says. Well, he says I'm not like those other boys either. So it sort of he he changes context to be a, a different type of song. Because it definitely gets a little bit like I'm, I'm your daddy. daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there is that line like you just I actually even wrote down. I'm like, it does kind of like ping pong between a father daughter relationship. And if you just look at the lyrics. Yes. 
it can sound a little bit more like a father-daughter relationship because they've got that thing later on where it's like, I'll take you out for dinner at Palermo's yes. and we'll split a cheese fondue. Shout out to Palermo on Vermont. Oh, baby. Uh, a fine restaurant. Yeah, a fine restaurant. If you're located in uh, Los Angeles, Holly Weird, it's on Vermont. Go there. Then go, then go to uh, House of Pies. Uh-huh. House of Pies next door. Yeah. Pick up a plant at that weird outdoor plant store. Yeah, yeah. They're cheap. They're cheap. The lady's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this song um, sucks. Uh I agree. It's a song that, like, from the top, I want to like more, but it's a song that I don't think understands what it is either. Yeah, they, um, where did I have the, oh, they, they performed, they premiered this song on, um, or they performed it on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh. Yeah. And instead of saying, I thought tonight would suck like every other night, he's saying, I thought tonight was a night like every other night, which doesn't make more sense. I don't know if they couldn't say, maybe they didn't want to be negative. On on the TV. Or do you think suck is a word you can't say? I don't know. I think you can. At at that late at night, all bets are off, All bets are off. But. They're doing cocaine on stage. Well, I didn't want to say, but. It's true. It's true. Insider Uh, Holly Weird information. This was number 30 on the modern rock charts. Huh. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I don't dislike it as much as you do. I don't love it. But it's not. But I don't. I have guess the I, same. I could walk it back a little bit because I'm remembering. No, don't walk it back. Well, no, I am remembering that there are worse songs on this album. So for if I say this one sucks, you I have come to sort of hard. I gotta yeah. Uh, then the rest of it, I'm gonna be screaming. So I'll say I don't. This one is not for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, and you know what? Uh, neither is this next one. The girl got hot. <laughs> oh, I hated this song. Uh, one of my favorite things about this song um, is that uh, sometimes, uh, as a as a prank, as a as a Rickroll type situation or something, sure. people online will say when there's a, an announcement that a new Weezer song is coming, they'll put this uh, they'll put uh, a link on YouTube that hey the new Weezer song is here, check it out, and it'll be this. And no. it's such a troll. And I honestly, I love it. It's such a good troll. So you have a positive association with this song, even though it's terrible. Yeah, because I do fall for it every time, because I was like, imagine if this is what this is what they were putting out. And they, I mean, they did do it. But if this was a lead single, everyone would be like, no. Everyone would be so upset. I mean, I was upset this being the third song on the album. Uh, here's a little story about this song, uh, according to Rivers. Uh, the Girl Got Hot, I wrote after I'd been to my high school reunion, and there was a woman there that was just stunningly beautiful, and I was scratching my head trying to figure out, wait, I don't remember her. Who is this? And then I remembered her as this girl that no one even noticed back in high school. Uh, and just over the years, she had totally blossomed. So I wrote the song, The Girl Got Hot. Just another literal song. Oh, boy. I This song bothers me for a few reasons. And I was curious about the backstory for it because it was like, they do have that line that they said already. I knew yes. this girl back in junior high. So I was like, yeah. oh, if he's writing this in context of like being in like ninth or 10th grade yes. now, and it's like a time dash song, yes. sure, I guess. Time maybe. dash. If anyone does a Herald, you know you're familiar with Ooh, the time dash. baby. This is not analogous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little insider joke. Yeah, that's uh, all the prob heads out there. <laughs> but now knowing that it's in context of being a high school reunion, first off, I mean, just like very objectifying. It's so rude. <sighs> it's I don't know so who to be this rude. Rude. And also the fact, and I'm, it 
bothers me so much that they're saying the girl got high. Well, that's an issue that I bring up quite a bit. Um, because at this point in their history, they're in their late 30s, uh, early 40s. Yeah. Yes. We, we know better as a society at this point. Yes. Uh, on one of their more recent albums, they have a song with the word woman in it, and I sighed a sigh of relief. Oh, good. We're growing. <laughs> Come on. If you're... Uh, yeah. It's an issue I have with a lot of, uh, I mean, it, punk music in general, I think, is a little bit like, because it is, you, we have a lot of. It's adolescent in nature. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's uh, you know, we're stuck in the issues of like the mundane of our everyday lives, usually stemming from teenagers. And I think that's when people usually start or get into punk music. And I think it's why it speaks to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not that this is punk per se. But I would it shares goes, some elements. I would go as far to say. Uh, it's about as far as you can get from it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there's like some, uh, well, I was going to say edge to it, but I was going to say the issue that I have with, uh, older men singing the word girl is the same issue that I have, uh, with the way daddy is used here. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. Uh, I guess one is objectively worse, uh, g- girl. Uh, but I just don't I don't need to hear him say daddy. Yeah. Too old. No. Sorry. Especially if it's not clear that you're speaking to your child. Yeah. 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 We can't go back. Uh, we, we can't go back. We just can't go back. We got a mountain to climb. Uh, well, this next song is a bit of a mountain as well. Uh, and Ugh. Vic just flipped a card. She sees what's happening. She knows what's going to happen right now. I. This is maybe the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, do I want to put this out there into the universe? Because there are plenty of other bad songs out there. But this is coming from people that know better. Yeah, it's coming from people who know better. And it's also like I this is the this is the crossroads that I have reached with this show in particular is that I, you know, I love this band. This band is very important to me. I never want to say anything bad about my boys. Sure. We're in the dark time right now with the, with these albums that are coming up. So uh, for the people that write to me, uh, Matt's such a positive host. He loves this band so much. It's fun to hear how positive he is. I... I I I don't I, I don't know. There's I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find the positive uh, things to say uh, when I can. But if they're not giving me, I can only give them what uh, they're giving me. Mm-hmm. You know, and this album, uh, you know, was hurts me. Now I listened to the deluxe version of this album. Yes. Um, Were you on Spotify or iTunes? Spotify. Great. Um, I listened to the deluxe version, and then I was like, oh, maybe my. He- big issue with this song is that like because it's like a mix on the deluxe Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like a different version and so i'm like you know what i'm gonna give this song a second chance i went as far as to go great i'm gonna find this on youtube it's worse in its normal version there's nothing positive i can say about this song um well let's just play it uh it's uh can't stop partying False sense of security maybe going into it. <laughs> You're like, okay, what's going on here? Just I see, hear a little bit of a guitar there. Uh, got a fun little vocal thing happening. Not amazing, but also like not scary. No. Immediately bad. Uh, um, it's. Can I curse? Please. What the fuck are they doing? Oh, I didn't know you were going to go that far. I'm sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, this song is ass. Um, 
Here's what I have about this. Uh, Can't Stop Partying, I wrote with Jermaine Dupree, who's like a hip-hop R&B guy. Uh, so it was really fun for me. He came in with this total woo-hoo, we're partying type of vibe. And it wasn't 100% right for me, so I wrote some different chords and changed some melodies and gave it a little bit of dark undertone to it. Uh, so it had some complexity. This is the fixed version of this song? Yes. Uh, oh, boy. Um, it's... Yeah, it's really something, and I. It's like. And a, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Look, Jermaine. Uh, has he worked with Gaga at all? Because this feels like a weird. Yeah. I don't know if he has, but I know that he's. You know, he's an accomplished producer. Uh, Polo to Don, also great uh, accomplished producer, and Lil Wayne, absolutely great. Great. I love him. Rivers, you're great too. What? Hmm. I don't know what could have fixed this. It's. I want to skip to the Lil Wayne part. Please do. And I know exactly what could have fixed this. Oops. Throwing away this recording. That's what could have fixed this. Truly. I mean, yeah, it is. Can I say something that the kids are saying too? Sure. This ain't it, Chief. No. 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 And like, Lil Wayne isn't even the worst part of this song. Lil Wayne is fine. I mean, this part sucks. That's black. It's like the beat is all wrong. Like, there's nothing about this song. Everything about this song screams, I'm trying. Yes. So, like, if the, let's say the beat was even just better, like, uh, it'd be a little more interesting because at least we'd have, at least we'd have that at the very least, you know? But we don't, we don't even have that. No. Somebody took a shit on a keyboard. (laughs) The garage band mix that came up. Uh, It's, it's a real tragedy. Um, and, I don't know anyone that likes that song. If you like that song, hashtag can keep partying. Mm, okay. <laughs> this song is so frustrating because they also put out a music video for this song. Oh, um, yeah. This was one of like the three songs on this album. They decided, hey, this is, we want this in posterity. We want people to search us and this be a thing. That yeah, pops it's up. such a. I don't want to see this. I don't want to hear it. Um, I don't. I. Uh, I don't want anything to do with this song. How with, about that? With how many people were working on this song, this had to go through so many checks and balances. Oh yeah. To end up on this album, and it is infuriating. The thing I always think about that too is that, like, I heard this thing once about movies where, like, um, uh, for a movie to be good a million things have to go right for a movie to be bad. One thing has to go wrong. Yeah. Like just one thing. Oh, that's so like, so, uh, with as many accomplished, uh, like people in their field working on this track, I wonder, I mean, I wonder what the thing was that went wrong. The whole album is wrong. So yeah. uh, the common denominator there is rivers, but I don't want to say rivers is completely at fault. Well, I would argue too. This is a tipping point for the album. Cause mm-hmm. from here on in, we're like, great. This is now a tonal shift where, like, we gave you some, like, you know, stuff that some more, like, you know, of that, like, poppy, rocky, tiny little dash of punky stuff in there, right? This is what you want from us. And now we're going to try a bunch of stuff. Yes. They're like, oh, actually, this album uh, has no cohesive theme. None. None. And I I think that, to me, it's just, like, very jarring to listen to, especially from this point. This point was the point I went, oh no, 
maybe this is uh, a temple for like uh, this was like the the one that we tried something on and we're now going to go back yeah. to what you want. Uh, and you know what? I think I think this next song does a little bit. Uh, and it's put me back together. Yeah. There he is. A lot more stripped down yes. than the previous. So this song starts and you're like, you already experienced what had just come before. And you're so you're sort of, you're gasping for air. Yeah. You're a little like, oh, um, you know, I don't know. I think I'm good. I don't know. I want to listen to this a little bit. Yeah, maybe I'll turn this off. And then you start, you start hearing this a little bit. And you're like, okay, what's yeah. going on here? They've pulled the pillow off my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this song. Here we go. This song is fine so far. Like it's not remarkable. It's not like it's like insanely good, but it's uh it's closer to a normal song. Yeah, and I'm gonna be that guy lyrically wise with like it's so interesting in this album in general too how women are. Yeah, no, please. I'm very interested in lyrical takes because I don't know anything about music, but I can certainly hear words. Yeah, you know? I guess that's it for me, too, yeah. I think. I like. I know what I like and what I don't like, uh, but, I mean, putting that uh, fourth of an English degree yes. to good use for me, <laughs> full one for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just really interesting because I think across the album, but in this one very explicitly, uh, women are there to, like, take care of the guys in this yes. album. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm messed up, and I love you because you're going to take care of yeah. me. You're going to well, pat my back and tell me it's okay. If that vibe's not for you, uh, Weezer's going to maybe not be your favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they come from, they cut their teeth on, like, I'm a mess, I need help. Yeah. This girl makes things better. But then also there are songs about how women aren't great. And let me tell you, that take, also not great. Um... Tonally, I really like a lot of their stuff. And, like, even yeah. that's, like, an easy listen. That's, like, something I could have on in the background. Yeah, this is uh, one of the least offensive uh, sonically uh, songs on this album. And they do it from, uh, they flip points, point of view midway through, yeah? Uh, I think so, yeah. Where it's, like. Let's see what I have about this song. This song, uh, put me back to, oh, this was uh, co-written by uh, the two guys from All American Rejects. That makes so much sense yeah, to me. Yeah, uh, so it has sort of like, I mean, their music is very like, uh, hmm, like teens. Yeah. Teens like it. Teen girls really like the All American Rejects when they were Love very popular. Love Me Myself yeah. is very much their vibe. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So this song is very like, I mean, it's they could. I mean, that's the thing about this song. I think if All American Rejects did this song, I would love it. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so, but so, that you also know that you're getting into that. Yeah. With them. Maybe I'm just not listening to enough Weezer. But that was based on the songs that I like from them and the stuff that I know from them. Yeah. That's never been my impression. Of no. Them. So this song, yeah, is like, I mean, of the Weezer songs, I, of the songs on this album, I'll say it's a step in the right direction, but it's not quite it. Yes. But it's. Tonally, it makes sense with the first few songs yes, on the album. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. Well, uh, he said, uh, uh, put me back together. That was really fun. I wrote that with Tyson. <laughs> he uh, said that was really fun. Yeah, he said that. 
Uh, I wrote that with Tyson and Nick from All of American Rejects. They came over to my house. We just started jamming. It's cool because it sounds actually like a classic Weezer. So he thinks this sounds like a classic Weezer song. And I wonder. Um, is has that he, true? Ha, yeah, that's what he says. And I wonder uh, if he's heard them. But I was going to uh, say, is that true to you as a huge Weezer guy? I don't think it sounds like a classic Weezer song, but it certainly sounds Weezer adjacent Great. in my mind. Like, so if a band was like, Weezer is our favorite band, and now we're writing songs, and that band wrote this yes, song. Yes. And well, that's so funny because. He says that uh, it turns out that those guys, when they were starting their band, were huge Weezer fans. Okay. So, yes. So we did sort of get a copy of a copy here, right? Mm. So this band who grew up loving Weezer came to Weezer to write a Weezer song, and it came out this way. Right. That makes so much sense. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's yeah. so crazy that you got that, yeah. that you nailed that. Didn't even see my notes. Well, that's you didn't see my notes. Uh, <laughs> I did copy yours. Um, this this next song, I I'm torn on this one. Tripping uh, down the freeway. Tripping down the freeway. I don't like the opening line. No. Let's hear right here. Nope. Ooh boy. Wait, hold on. We gotta listen to this whole first verse. Somebody named Kevin Green. You prefer to go to a volleyball game. I told you that you couldn't be more Oh, okay. Yeah, so the so. beginning of that song, what do you think? So then, I mean, it goes on to be like, we're not going to break up. I actually don't mind this song because I think it like, to me at least in my interpretation of it, I was like, oh, we're admitting fault here. Like, yes. by saying that, it's like, I'm showing you the ugly side of me. Yes. Um, so it is kind of like, I, I like the idea of like, I feel like when you're young, you're in relationships like that. And again, if this was a band that wrote this song when they were 22, 23. Yeah to 19 like that sort of age range I'd be like yeah that makes sense and that like feels very reminiscent of those kind of relationships that you have where it's like very destructive but yeah. like you don't want to break up because you're in love yeah um, but knowing it's coming at a time in their career where they're 30 year old more than 30 I guess. yeah they're probably late 40. 30s yeah almost late 40s yeah, early 40s for this yeah. early 40s it's a tougher thing to swallow yeah absolutely um I like the I love the chorus. Like I like I like the way the chorus sounds. Like this this to me sounds closer. We're getting closer to what a normal Weezer song sounds like in my mind. And like he wrote this song um, around the same time as he wrote Pork and Beans, which is on the red album, their previous album. Right. So and that and Pork and Beans sounds like a Weezer song to me. Yeah. So it sound it makes sense why it sounds this way, but I I agree, yeah, I don't know if the the lyrics are tough on this one. The lyrics are really tough in general on this one, and I wonder if I'm giving it too much credit with my interpretation. No, I think it's a really solid read on this thing. Um, this guitar solo is weird. It's very weird. It feels like they have sheet music in front of them and are uh, note for note playing off of the sheet music. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting take, only because um, I feel like uh, Weezer gets uh, criticized a lot for sounding too clean. For sound, like, because, I mean, on their covers album, they're all sort of, like, note perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And even the production on... Um, 
on green is like too it's too polished like where blue is very polished has a little bit of an edge pinkerton is unpolished and like sloppy in like a really good way um oh, i think cool. so when you get back to green yeah pinkerton is about as close to punk as they get probably right. um and uh, then green comes They've back got sort of like a weird background where i feel like maybe like their dad was punk rivers um his first band avant-garde was a hair metal band that's so funny and like he so like some of these guitar solos, like uh, I, something I say in here a bunch is that like Rivers is like a much better musician than he allows himself to be sometimes. How because interesting. he can fucking shred. Rivers is an incredible guitarist, and then comes back sometimes. I mean, it takes I think skill to play things very simply. Mm-hmm. To to know that I can do this with very little or whatever. Right. Um, but. Some I want to I want to hear him cut loose when yeah. he cuts loose. It's so fun. They're making a really nice, uh, you know, uh, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, which is great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes if they can make, you know, a chicken cordon bleu, let's try it. Get me that ham and that chicken. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right. Give yeah, it to me. That's so interesting. I yeah, because this song is like. This is the closest to a song, maybe other than the first one that I'd like put on a playlist to listen to. Yeah, they put basis. they were um, uh, interested in making this song a single, but they didn't. Oh, uh, interesting. Because I think it's I think it's a it would be a fine single. Uh, but you know, if maybe if you're if you think otherwise, hashtag you're tripping down the freeway. Yeah. Question hmm. mark. There's you're question you're mark tripping down the freeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um. <laughs> This next song. Absolutely uh, is on this album and it's uh, love is the answer. Oh, God. (laughs) So they really tried something here. And I want to say I do want to say that. Amrita Sen, who is the uh, the Hindi singer on this song, sings beautifully. Yes. Uh, she's she's not what's wrong with this song. No, and before I get into like how much I hate this song, and nothing yeah. has to do with like the cultural interpretation that they've taken on no. this. Like, I actually think a lot of the stuff that she is doing is really beautiful yes. in a vacuum on its own song. Absolutely. I don't. I don't like that they thought it was okay to put that on this song. No. 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 Uh, here's a little fact. Um, so, this was written by uh, by Rivers during the Make Believe sessions, uh, but was not included on that album. Uh, was considered for it, though. And then in 2009, uh, Rivers gave several of his demos to Sugar Ray for a possible inclusion on their new album. And they also recorded a version of this song, and it's on their album called Music for Cougars. No. Yes. No. Okay. It's interesting, because it does, like... I mean, it's a song that's, like, so sugary. It's, like, so... Like, oh, God. Because it does kind of feel like they're... They're singing it like a benefit concert with like everybody's holding hands. Yeah. And we got like five different bands singing different lyrics. Yeah. Well, this is song. them like trying like, because I feel like the Beatles like had sitars and stuff. So they're like, we're going for it. We're just going to go for a sound we've never done before. We're going to bring in uh, 
We're gonna bring in a, like a, a, a foreign language spe- uh, singer to hop on the track. Yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna sing this like frankly boring song. It's very boring. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no edge to it for something that is so such a departure from everything else on this album. Yeah. And also marks a second huge shift from what uh, like we've got that like weird hip hoppy Lady Gaga esque song a few songs ago yeah. and now we've got this one which is also just such a huge shift that you have to do this and this guitar solo i mean this is a criticism of the green album uh the the criti- uh, uh, which is uh all the guitar solos on the green album are just the chorus uh and i mean they do that here too they just have figured out that that's something that they like to do uh yeah, I just feel... It really gives you a moment to think about the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I guess now that you're saying it to me again, but in guitar... Yeah, I... Do you think that that is a thing where it's like, we're going to play this live and people are going to continue to sing this? So it's like it gives people an opportunity to... I think part of it works because on the Blue Album, there are guitar parts that you absolutely sing along to. Mm-hmm. Uh that you just can't help it because it's such a part of the song that, like, I feel like, for me, if I'm in the car and I'm just jamming, driving, tripping down the freeway, <laughs> and I, I'm blasting, I'm blasting my boys. a broken car. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. it is just kind of stumbling <laughs> like a rock going down a hill. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I... I'll do the guitar parts. I'll sing the guitar parts. I would argue with this song. It's maybe one of those things where uh, they were going to put a chorus in there, but they knew nobody was going to no, listen through that far. Yeah, they're, they're like, we're going to stop their here. words. Um, yeah, that song, absolutely not for me at all. Uh, but, no. you know, hey, thank you so much. Thank you, next. Yeah, okay. So how about that? How Sorry. about this? Thank you, next. Uh, the next song is Let It All Hang Out. <laughs> Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. I a thousand percent read it. Read it as let's hang out. <laughs> I'm very dyslexic. <laughs> let's hang out. Off of Ratitude. Mm-hmm. Boring lyrics. Uh, but I like the guitar on this song. Yeah, I like the. It's an old friend, and he's back. Yeah, it's coming to this song from the last few. It's a little bit comforting, where it's like, okay, this feels like a safe song. It sort of sounds like, um, like the Cars, a little bit. Oh, interesting. Which is like kind of interesting because Rick Ocasek, um, produced uh, Blue, Green, and one of their later albums, Everything Will Be Alright in the End. But like, it has that sort of like. He's from the Cars, right? Yes. Yeah, and the cars, uh, cars, the cars, yeah. cars. Uh, Lightning McQueen. Uh, that was. <laughs> did he? Was he on this album as well? Because I really wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Lightning McQueen hops on the track. Uh, Mater, Mater was in the studio, but they didn't use his session. They got Larry the Cable Guy. They got Mater. Oh, and, baby. Uh, who else is there? Uh, oh, Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Owen Wilson. Owen's there. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, the, the, the guitar part from this song apparently dates back all the way to the year 2000. Rivers kind of writes riffs and stuff and just hangs on to them for when he thinks they're ready. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. If you want a real deep dive into uh, 
lunacy. Uh, listen to uh, Rivers's uh, Song Exploder uh, episode. Okay. It's really it's a podcast where they break down um, like how a song was made from conception to final product, okay. and they're all very interesting. His is wild. This is maybe ignorant of me, yeah. and it makes perfect sense, but I didn't realize that musicians did that, because I feel like I do that when I'm writing or I have jokes for stuff really? that don't fit yeah. in places. I'm like, great, this is still a good joke, I think. I'm going to save this That's joke for something else. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my brain works in a way where I've never had a good idea, so I don't know uh, how, how that must feel. But uh, Matt, I'm, you've had one good idea. I've had one. At least, I'm sure, somewhere. One. Can it, I think of it right now? It was no. asking you to be my guest. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 It was probably started the podcast, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> pursuing comedy in any sort of way. Um I've had plenty of good ideas. Um, <laughs> wasn't just that one. Having a twin. Having a having a twin was, was a my great idea. <laughs> my master plan. <laughs> Uh, and it just hasn't, uh, panned out yet. Hasn't, well. it hasn't panned out yet, but ooh, the results will reveal themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a twin brother. Uh, don't dox me. Um, I'm sorry. No, Should I not have said that? Don't dox me. Bleep that. And then bleep that thing that you just said. Don't dox me. Don't dox him guys. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this song, this song is okay. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It was included on Rock Band and Rock Band 2 in December 2009. Why? Because of the ripping guitar. Okay. Oh, Rock Band. I'm thinking of, uh, oh, no, I was going to say I'm thinking of Guitar Hero, but yeah, I guess the they, they wanted Yeah, they wanted you to play the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. That feels like on a Guitar Hero, I play to beat the level, or not Guitar Hero, yes. Rock Band. You play to beat the level, and you don't come back to it. No, 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 no. And but and. You have friends over, and you're playing rock band, and do you go back to this even then? Probably not. No, 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 no. Uh, but it was included with uh, Beverly Hills, and if you're wondering if I want you to. Those are two songs I'd probably do. Yeah. Um, this next song. Yeah, I don't love this one either. It's In the Mall. I really dislike this song. It kind of just... It kind of just sucks, huh? It's like... Again, it's another big departure from what the rest of the album sounds like. Yeah. It's like a big tonal shift. It's like harder than the rest of the album, but then the music, the lyrics are soft. Because it's got that like kind of medley feel to yes. it at, up top with those like really like... Yeah, and I don't know. This was written by... Uh, their drummer, Patrick Wilson, so not disparaging him in any sort of way. I think Pat's a great guy, uh, but he um, he had this to say about the song. Uh, let me see. Oh, ah, in the mall. Let me paint a clearer picture. It's 1986. You live in a suburb of Buffalo, and the mall's literally the last bleak place you can go. It's cold and gray. You smoke weed and play arcade games. I mean, look, sign me up. Uh, however, as a child, the mall was magic. Endless shit you thought was amazing but could not buy and hot pretzels to boot. Uh, but now it's just a place to be a dirtbag with no future because you can't fit into any part of social life without getting into trouble. The song is a lament. It was a mistake to have it be on a Weezer album and to have Rivers sing it. Life can be very confusing sometimes, oh and I'm sorry if it has cr- caused the faithful anguish. Maybe someday there will be a version that makes more sense. Wow. 
so he's apologizing for this song. Yeah, he said that this song was a mistake. That's so funny, because he's right to apologize for it. Yeah. I think had this song come out in 1992, with a, somebody else singing it, somebody who's a little bit more of a, a metal vibe to yes. it, I think there would have been much bigger of an audience for it. It's like a little bit grungy, and they're like, yeah, we spent a lot of time in mall, but 2009 already, Yeah. we've gone digital. Yeah, and also, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I think the mall fucking sucks. Yeah, it's bad. I don't like it. I had a panic attack at the Glendale Galleria. No. I did. Uh, here's what I'll Only say. Only one time. I'd rather be at the mall than listening to this song. Whoa, I mean yeah. That. I'd rather be in that those several minutes of hell that the the, uh, the panic attack experienced on uh, December 31st, 2000, and I believe uh, 15. Were you like Boxing Day shopping? I was uh, looking for a shirt for New Year's Eve. No. Uh, and I couldn't pick a shirt, and then the paradox of choice was hitting me, and then what did I buy? A shirt that I owned. Oh, no. A full-on freakout. Yeah. Uh, so then I did own two of the same shirt because I did not go back to return it. Oh, no. And then you get that thing of, like, even if it's clean, if you wear it two days in a row, people think. It's a different one. <laughs> I had to say. Uh, yeah, that song is whack. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know about it. It No. I mean, I think but, we, uh, you know what, Pat, I'll say apology accepted. Apology accepted. Well, no, apology not accepted. Mm, you still did it. You still did it. And it's we can it, forgive, but we can't forget. We can't forget. So, I mean, like, I, I appreciate the apology, but I can't fully accept it. Yes. Uh, you know what? I want you to go to the mall and apologize to everyone you call a dirtbag. How about that? Yeah, because you know what? It's mostly moms trying to walk their little babies around. And, and old, old people, people getting steps. Yeah. Shout out to the elderly. Shout out uh, to the elderly. If you're a fan of the podcast, uh, hashtag. Uh, the hmm. elderly book. <laughs> Ooeyu, I knew Buddy Holly. Okay. Wow. I like that. A real zing you're getting in there. I'm having a little fun with the hashtags. Um, so the, this next song is the 10th track on the album. This is where the normal album ends before we get into the deluxe bonus tracks, if yeah. we can call them that. No, you absolutely can't. Uh, well, this is, yeah, and, uh, so I'll play it. It's called, I, as if I wasn't going to play it. <laughs> you know, so I will, I am going to go ahead and play this one. Okay. Uh, and it's called, I Don't Want to Let You Go. Sort of a, what is that thing called? An omnichord? Yeah. Is that what we got going on there, maybe? I am not going to lie. I don't know. So I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and agree with you. Someone tell me if that's an omnichord. Um... Hashtag Omnicord. Hashtag Omnicord. And uh, so this song, I so I think there's um, track tens on Weezer albums are often um, the a sort of more quieter song, a more a um, sort of like more emotional, sort of mellow in tone song. And I, I always look forward to them because I think it, it really lets the band um, showcase a different side of whatever the rest of it presented. So like. Uh, uh, Only in Dreams is a great one. Butterfly. Uh, I can't remember what track 10 on Green is off the top of my head, but they have a lot of really sort of like, uh, oh, the Angel and the One off of Red is like such a beautiful song. Uh, and this song, for me, is not as good as those, but is also not terrible. I will say, in comparison to the rest of the album, 
I really like this song. Yeah, I think it's actually, it's a pretty song. Yeah, it's like, it's very simple. Yes. It's like, it's like very beautiful in a lot of ways. Let's yes. see what I wrote down about it. Um, yeah, super safe, it feels like, uh, which is fine, especially for an album like this. I feel like we're spending so much time in the woods. I don't mind a little yeah. bit of safety. Uh, uh, yeah, it reminds me, especially being, I don't remember when this movie came out. Do you remember uh, Music and Lyrics? Yes. This song reminds me so much of, uh, what's that song that they sing not, in that? Not Pop Goes My Heart. No, but, uh, Way Back Into Love. Okay, yes. That's so funny. It reminds me so much of it. Yeah. That's um, so that's a what a great pull. Thank you. Shout out to Hugh. Shout and out Drew. to Hugh. Hugh and Drew. Oh. Why did nobody think that they were a celebrity couple during the filming of that movie? What chemistry? What chemistry? She's got it with everybody. There's just something about her. Yeah. She's so cute. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Um, uh, but yeah, this song I think is one of the few good ones. Yeah, yeah. This is a song where, like, truly listening to it, I kind of was like, okay. But again, another huge tonal shift from the mm-hmm. rest of the album. And I guess if that is something that they normally do, that's fine. And maybe it would have hit harder with me had the rest of the album been more consistent. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, uh, a great note about this album is that it is, I think, one of their more inconsistent albums it's all over the place like and i think i don't know if that's because of how many producers are on this thing and you know what that's absolutely what it is do you think i think so because like why you got you got too many cooks yeah yeah i mean that makes that makes a lot of sense to me it's just it's it's you you can't work i mean i get with wanting to work with like a bunch of different people and like wanting to experiment uh i i applaud a lot of their more experimental efforts every now and again but Mm -hmm. this one uh i mean so far what we have it's it's a no for me but that song i think is great yeah, I like that song a lot. I my my my, my review of that song keeps getting better and better as I keep talking about it. <laughs> you know what? I think it's one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. It's not really, but it's like I think it's a really Too good late. song. You said it. Well, <laughs> that's gonna be the soundbite. Oh no! You're gonna get people mad. Oh no! I'm gonna get dragged. You love uh, getting dragged. I see. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I've since I, I uh, don't at me. I you don't want people to engage. Of course, you want people to engage because guess what? Publicity is publicity. Publicity is publicity, but don't be mean to me online. Yeah, please. don't be mean. Matt, you truly are like one of the nicest people well, that I know. That's very nice of you to say, but sometimes people. People try to come for your boy online. I'm really sorry to hear that. You want me to beat someone up? I'll be hmm. someone up for you. What if I had a specific username just like ready to go? It's like, yeah, uh, you underscore uh, uh, on Reddit. I don't know what that really Wait, is. that's my username. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, whoops. <laughs> um, so that's technically the end of the album. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to do the four bonus tracks on the deluxe version of this album. Uh, this one is called Get Me Some. Oh, boy. I'll just say they lose me right up top. Like yeah. I feel like if that's had I not been instructed to listen to this album right up top, I would have skipped this song immediately. Yeah, right now everything sucks. Uh, must be singing about the own song he's singing about. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're definitely like we didn't have enough time on this album, so yeah. we needed to add this song, and we're singing about how much we hate. Uh, this. well, it's this is gonna be an easy hate song to hate. You wanna know why? Tell me. Uh, co-wrote and produced by. 
Dr. Luke. Thank you, Next. I'm not even playing more of it. No, no point. Uh, it sucks. I mean, that song is just bad. I can't think of a defense of how it's good. No. And, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Luke's uh, personal life aside, Yeah. it's a bad song. Yeah. I uh, mean, he's not even... I, uh, I, I hear a song and think, oh, he did that anyway. But, like, it's that song sucks ass. I mean, it's all bad. It's yeah. all really bad. I... <sighs> I also think, too, with this album, with these four songs just in general as a grouping, they definitely were just like, we've recorded them. We're absolutely not releasing these anywhere else. People already didn't love this yes. album. Well, we just throw them on here, there's, right? There's several different versions of this album, too. So, like, if you pre-ordered it on iTunes, you got a different set of bonus tracks. You got the deluxe CD. You got different oh. bonus tracks. And I think there was like a couple other means to get different ones, too. But this is the album that I had. Gotcha. Uh... Like, I bought the CD with these songs on it, and Spotify had those. Um, this next one is called Run Over by a Truck. Like, even in these last two, it's, they're so tonally different. Yes. It's jarring. Um, it is, a, yeah, it's a real bummer. This song also just doesn't sound done. No. To me. Because there's nothing, even right now, there's nothing underneath it. No. And, like, I think we're going to get some bass in a second. Or, no, that's guitar. That's regular guitar. Regular guitar. But I just don't, I don't love it. Yeah. No. Uh, he's going to do the chorus right now. And I don't, the, it's just kind of weird. There's nothing exciting or interesting or engaging about this song. No, nothing. Like, the piano from the beginning, it, it's, like, simple, and it feels like we're just slowly layering on stuff to be like, maybe this? Yeah. Maybe this? No, I don't know. Maybe this. And, I don't know, I think of, of even the songs on this album, I've heard this one the absolute least. Really? I probably heard Can't Stop Partying more huh, than I've heard this song. And I don't even and I don't even hate this song more than the other songs. No. I just can't with it. I just can't. Worse than that, I don't feel anything about this song. Wow. I truly feel nothing about this song. Well, it's over. I can't even muster hatred for it. It's yeah, it's definitely on here. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh this next one is actually pretty interesting. Um so this song uh was written all the way back in 1997. Okay. So at what many people consider to be, you know, like peak Weezer, like these early 90s uh, albums. I guess it's technically post Pinkerton because uh, that came out in 96. Uh, but this song uh, has been sort of like making the like has been on different um, uh, like what am I trying to say? It's been on his solo record as a demo. People have heard this demo before. It's been passed around and like people have heard it. Uh, so it has like a sort of reputation with Weezer fans as being like a demo that people would love to hear prior to this. People were like, I would love a full version of that. song." Oh, interesting. So this song, uh, it, it was finally released on this album as a full band version. And it's the prettiest girl in the whole wide world. Ladies and gentlemen, He's gonna tell you right now. Girl in the whole wide world. To be honest, I kind of like that intro for it. I think more songs should tell you what you're about to hear so you don't get scared when you hear it. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something like kind of nice about it. It's very theatrical. Yes. Um, I pictured a curtain uh, yeah. opening by my ears. Mm-hmm. And these are marionette puppets playing this Yeah, music. oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> 
Uh, so, I've heard other versions of this song, but this is the version that's on this album. And I think as a produced version of this song, um, I think it's pretty good. I, I think I prefer the demo versions because I've heard them like more. Uh, but like, I think as a classic Weezer song, this holds up pretty good, I think. I think it is sort of like, I can, I mean, look, I'm picturing it. Um, two, two Weezer fans marrying each other, dancing to this song. Uh, yeah, on a roller rink. Yeah, something, yeah. They're eating cotton candy or something. Uh, I think this song, I think it's pretty good. I think it is sort of antiquated in the same way that, like, a lot of their songs about women are uh, just sort of, like, dated in language and stuff. Yeah, for some reason, though, this one... Listen, it's always going to bother me calling a grown woman a girl. Yes. But this one, this one does not bother me nearly as much as some of the other ones. Yeah, like I love this right here. Like just that background, like chorus it's is really great. Really pretty, and for the yeah. stuff that I know about Weezer, this feels like much more of a return to that because you get that like da 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 and that to me feels very reminiscent of like the Weezer stuff that yes. I really like, like that heartbeat. This is it. the only uh, like Weezer Weezer song on this album, I think. And this was, I mean, definitely one of my favorite songs. Wow. Wow, I yeah, I love this song. I think it's I, yeah. I mean, I can't say enough that I, it's uh, it's a pretty song. It almost made it on the Green album, but they didn't they didn't like the one that they had for that, so they held on to it. I even heard the pared down version. I'm yeah. very interested to hear it because now, actually, even listening to it again, I'm like, man, I think yeah. the stripped down version I would like even better. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I mean, I certainly have it on my iTunes. Uh, where's Rivers? Because even this is like. It's great, but it's it doesn't need it. No, absolutely not needing it. Like, it does feel like a simple love song. I don't have it on here, but let me see. That's all right. If you can't find it, don't worry about it. I have Spotify, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Let me see. Uh-oh, we're letting the whole thing go. But this song... Let's see, okay, you know, to... and if there's one to let go... Maybe this song on this album? One to, one to let go? Like if there's one to like let continue playing. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I was like, you're going to chop it off? it. Here we go. This is on, I, we're going to do, I'm going to do an episode on this album, but this is uh, The Prettiest Girl in the Whole Wide World from Alone 2. Sneak preview? Yes. Come on. I already like this better. Yeah. Wait till this chug comes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this rules. I mean, this is great. But it is, it's that heartbeat. And yes. it's got that same heartbeat in that song. And I feel like, I think maybe that's my big, it's an identity crisis yeah. this album. Do you want to hear something else from this album that's also on this album? Yes. I'm just going to let it play to see if you can guess which song this is. Is this her? No. No! <laughs> Shut up! No! The beginning also sounded like, uh, I wrote myself today. That, you know that yeah. Johnny Cash song? Yes. Oh my god. Uh, it's pretty crazy. No! Yeah. Uh, Why? And also, what else is on here? Oh, uh, I Don't Want to Let You Go also made it onto this album. Is this album before or after? This technically came out, um, before. 
before, because this is this was released in 2008. Uh, so some of these songs made it on to a produced album after they've been released as demos. All the times you came to me and told me that you cared. This is great. Yeah. We like this one though. Anyway. Yeah. I got too excited and maybe freaked out. Maybe I just have to call you up and scream and shout. But. I'm in lovely. It's it's so good. We do have one more song to get to on the deluxe, and it is it is the underdogs. Is that the name of it? Yes. And this song was uh, co-written by Japanese songwriter Kazuhiro Hara. I like it because well. It sounds like he's doing karaoke of a different song. It absolutely does. You know what I mean? You absolutely nailed that. Yeah. It's like we ain't around. It's like it's not quite right. No. But I think it's I like the the chorus of this song. Yeah. Yeah. It has like an interesting build. I definitely don't hate this song. No. But again, it totally feels so different from anything else that's on this album. It doesn't feel like it fits. Yeah, I think it sounds like karaoke because of what he's giving it here. But he sort of does get into it a little more. Uh, and it becomes more of a song as it goes, I think. Because it's a very just like... It's a very like simple sounding song. And then it like kicks in. Well, not... Where is it? Yeah. yeah, when it becomes full, it becomes so big. And going, I mean, I don't know music well enough to talk about this in a way that I want to, yeah. but going, the chorus surprises me because it goes da 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 as opposed to going up, which is what I'm expecting. Yes. So it's like a nice surprise. I yeah. feel like this was one of those songs where I'm like, I let go a little bit too long on accident yeah. as I was listening through this album and I was pleasantly surprised yes. by the chorus. Uh, yeah, I think this song it sucks that it was buried on the in the deluxe. This should have made it to the main album, I think. I can think of eight songs that I would have cut. Yeah. <laughs> Prettiest Girl should have made it to the main cut. Yeah. Uh, Underdog should have made it to the main cut. Those other two could stay where they're at. Uh, I mean, because then we'd have a halfway decent album, which is not so bad. Which is not so bad. Because then you've at least got some songs that it's like, oh, okay, all yeah. right. Uh, this is also one of the longer songs in the album. I think it's like just under five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's another thing I really appreciate about Weezer is... 440. Oh, baby. Yeah. I like the shorter songs. Me too. They get in and they get out of there, and it's such a, such a strength of theirs because they just know exactly how much song to give you. But yeah. sometimes, boy... Do they really give you too much song? <laughs> um, so Vic, that's the end of the album. Oh, baby. Um, what how do we what do we think about this album? Uh like as a whole, I mean, we talked about it at, uh, you know, ad nauseum, like uh it's it's very disjointed. Does, very scatter shy. Does anything here make you want to go back and see what Weezer you've missed? Yeah, I mean, definitely what's really interesting is I think getting into the end of it there and then 
the saving grace was like getting to hear the pared down version yes. of um what song am I thinking of? We were just talking oh, about Oh, the prettiest girl in the prettiest whole, girl whole world. In the whole yeah. world. I really liked that song and mm-hmm. I really liked um that alt version that yes. I guess is on the album It's right on uh, Alone 2, yeah. Alone 2. I mean, I liked it a lot. Um and I like uh it's really interesting getting to hear a lot of a band you don't know that well at some of their worst. Yes. Yes. It's an, I'm telling you, this is going to be an interesting, cause like a lot of people that I've, uh, had on the show of like I've only ever really heard Blue or Pinkerton. I was like, well, you're going to be in for an interesting surprise. Which That's is most exactly experience. my experience. Yes. Um, and not even full albums. I think the blue album I've probably heard all the way through. Yeah. Um, but definitely not Pinkerton. Um, but I do feel like there's stuff that I like at their worst, which makes me go, okay, I probably want to explore some of their best. Yeah. I'm wondering, cause like right now, Weezer's at an interesting part in their, in their history as a band. They're coming up on, I mean, I think they're coming up. Are they up on 30 years? 1994 to 2019. Whoa, uh, yeah. 2024. Yeah. Yeah. 30. Uh, well, yeah. Cause I think blue just had its 25th anniversary. Cause now they're, uh, they're, uh, they're eligible to be in the rock and roll hall of fame. Whoa. Uh, and if boy, if they ever go, I'm going, are you, I'm going to, I mean, I heard it's very expensive. I'm sure. Uh, Where is it? Nashville? It's in, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh yes. Why did I know that? Why is it in Cleveland? Uh, well, Cleveland rocks. Mm, okay. Uh, and but so they're eligible now. Who knows when they'll get in? Because uh, there have been great acts that have been overlooked for far too long that are not in. Uh, Who? Who are we talking about? I know here? Joan Jett got in within the last couple of years, which is embarrassing. Insane. Um, you know, and but that's you know, frankly, neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, it might even be the T. <laughs> Stop saying that and it's also it chief no um but so that's exciting i mean i'm yeah i'm glad you enjoyed the songs uh that made you want to go in and see what's going on there uh i mean and that's that's it that's that's the show uh vic thank you so much for coming on is there anything you'd like to plug uh matt thank you so much for having me uh again argue the two fourth wednesdays uh ucb sunset 10 30 uh uh I'm on a mod team at UCB called Hail Mary. That's right, yes. For second Wednesdays, 8.30 UCB Sunset. And then uh, Hair and Light Baby, uh, a little bit at both theaters, sometimes Monday, sometimes uh, Thursdays, sometimes Friday. Yeah, I guess I'd never plug... I don't know if I've ever plugged Harold Knight on this show. Maybe I should do that as well. You can come see me on my uh, Harold Team Pony. Hey, uh, Matt! Yeah, I also do improv. So uh, there's some nights where uh, Vic and I are sharing the hour, not in the same stage, not at the same time, but on the same stage. Like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, you what guys had a great show. Oh, boy. I didn't get to see Yeti, I think. No, I think we were... You were after us? We were I think getting we notes. Were, yeah, uh, Just a little insight about how that works. That's behind the curtain, baby. Uh, are you online or anywhere you want people to follow you? Yes, I am at V-I-C-M-M-I-C, most platforms. I've tweeted maybe twice this year. Yeah, you got um, back on Twitter this week. Yeah, 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 uh, with a very pointed, uh, pointed uh, at the establishment tweet. I feel like you gotta uh, be careful with that kind of stuff, Vic. I know you're not from here. I'm trying you gotta to sell be, out you, so hard. You gotta be careful. I, God, I don't know I how to do it out. in Toronto. Well, in Toronto, uh, you say whatever you want. Uh, oh but, my God! But that's because most of your inner thoughts are like fairly PG. <laughs> you're like God. I love 
this healthcare. Yeah, and then you apologize a lot. I'm not so all sorry. countries have healthcare. Oh, man, I feel bad for making that joke. People in Canada are not that nice. That's not that's a that's a fabrication. Yeah, and I I accept your apology. Uh, and I also sort of want to note that like even I was sort of did a character back there a second ago where I was pretending to be from Canada, but I didn't say sorry. I said sorry. Uh, yeah, so I should have done it offensive in itself. I should have done it the way that you guys do, but I didn't want to be a caricature. Yeah. So in a way, I did something good. Subverting the expectation. Yes. A little bit of improv. Yes. Well, talk. yes. Uh, and <laughs> for, <laughs> for me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Apodaca, and you can follow the show at WWTHTA Weezer Pod. It gets oh, harder and harder to say. Off the tongue. Yeah, off the tongue. It's you know, it's a very easy account to follow. Go go follow it on both, on Twitter and Instagram. Go like posts, you know. Uh, that's if you're logged on like me and everyone knows. I'm classically logged on. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email WWTHTAWeezerPod at gmail.com and maybe we'll read it on the show. I feel like opening it up to concerns is tough. Uh, I've had I've gotten not concerns. Uh, but more like, um, I actually like a song that you said I didn't like, uh, or that, yeah, that you didn't like. Uh, and that's, that sort of is a comment concern. If you feel strongly enough to write in about it, I feel like I'm interested. And I thank you for writing and I thank you for, uh, adding me when it's good, uh, and leaving comments. It's very nice that people like the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. With uh, We're doing Hurley with Hayes Davenport. So we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If you'd like to support the show, you can go on iTunes and give us five stars and leave us a nice little review. We'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can go to anchor.fm slash Pod slash support. There's monthly contribution options if you'd like to help keep the lights on for the show. And all your support means a lot. Thank you so much.